What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy Podcast. I'm your host, Josh, here with my co-host. KG in the house. And we're super excited to have you here. Before we jump into today's episode, just wanted to let you know there are only a few spots remaining for our summer special. And a lot of times people ask, what is your summer special? Basically, this is our discounted coaching program where we work with you for 60 days and get you the results you deserve. Truthfully, we've helped people lose up to 25 pounds within a 60-day phase. And what we do is we assess your nutrition plan, your workout regimen, and hold you accountable the entire process. So if you've ever thought about trying online coaching or signing up with us this is the time because it's discounted and it will never be this cheat this cheap sorry um, so make sure to send us a message on our website colossusfitness.com slash online coaching or on instagram that seems to be the best way as of lately c-o-l-o-s-s-u-s fit colossus fit send us a detailed message we will only respond to serious inquiries now let's jump right into it all right, you want to jump right into your quote? Yeah, so uh, as you guys all know, this is the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. I realize, you know, if, if you guys want a, a podcast that's just about being shredded, this isn't the one, you know, we, we focus on being happy and we focus on habits and all that good stuff. So, you know, the other day I saw a quote um, that said, if it won't matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes getting angry about it. And I just thought this was really good. You know, in our episode um, where we talked about our 50 uh, top tips for a successful and happy life, uh, one of the things was we just said, you know, you got to make sure just don't stress the small things. And this happened to me the other day where someone just kind of cut me off like really badly and uh, ended up giving me the finger. And, you know, I was on the way to the gym. Like I was just super excited about it. You know, everything is going well. I turned around, started to follow him. And then I'm like, what? the heck am I doing? Chill out. You know, Josh and myself always talk about just the power of taking one deep breath. I did that and I'm like, you know what? This is not going to matter five years from now. So this was a really powerful quote. And I feel like anytime, like, you know, we always talk about how stress does contribute to you not reaching your goals due to cortisol being built up and all that good stuff. And just, if you want to be happier, just, you know, easier said than done. This is just something I'm trying to work on. I'm not perfect. um, But I think it's something we can all relate to in one way or another in our lives. Yeah, that's an awesome quote right there. Uh, for my quote, I was one I actually heard this morning. It was saying that those who work much do not work hard. And I think a lot of people get really caught up in busy work and, you know, always trying to do more instead of trying to do things well. And I really find this applicable to the gym because I find a lot of people do everything and anything. You know, they'll try every diet, they'll eat every healthy food, they'll try every exercise, sign up for every workout regimen but they won't fully commit themselves to anything, you know, really truthfully and, you know, give it a hundred percent. So, you know, I really challenge people to see, you know, where you can work smarter, you know, as opposed to just doing more and working in abundance, but working to be really impactful with your time and what you're doing. I love that. Yeah. Work, work. um, What is it? Work smarter, not harder. I like that quote. Yeah. Even within the fitness industry, I find a lot of people are just trying to do more and more and more. And, you know, we, we've talked about this quite a bit, but I just feel like it's one of those things you have to kind of just just have a good, consistent routine. It's not about just beating yourself up every day and just trying to like, you know, even just like work. If you work 20 hours a day and only focus on sleep for a bit, it's the same with the gym. If you, you know, work out three hours a day, but recover for 10 minutes, like it's, it's just not going to end up working out. So yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah. And even, you know, for those of you that are really lost, you're not sure what the correct thing to do for your nutrition, your training, you know, not having a system of accountability. That's where, you know, we want to come in. We want to teach you how to work smarter, not harder, and really, you know, how to get the most out of it, you know, especially with our training regimens. I really make it a focus to make sure they're so above and beyond, you know, and they're using all the latest science. They're really tailored to you and that, you know, every exercise is impactful 
and meaningful for your change, not just wedged in there to make you do more and not necessarily get the results you want. So once again, uh, the good little quote, good little thought for the day. Uh, you got any thoughts to go through? No, I mean, uh, it kind of ties into my client um, shout out, but I don't know if you, if you had anything on your mind that you wanted to share specifically. No, go, go for it. Yeah, so we posted, uh, so this was yesterday, you know, in our time, but this was a couple days, um, you know, we posted uh, our client, uh, Yong, his transformation from our 60-day shred challenge. He basically got tremendous results. He lost 18 pounds in just 60 days. Um, and this, you guys can find it. It was uh, posted probably, you know, four or five previous photos on our Instagram, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S fit. Um, and basically the post was just talking about the fact that he was able to main, maintain all his muscle mass through COVID. So I had a program for him uh, just using 25 pound dumbbells and a resistance band that he got halfway through, which is awesome. But the main part I wanted to bring this out. So above all, you know, just his commitment to, to the program, sticking to everything and just overall his adherence and, and overall just you know, it's just amazing. So huge shout out to him. But, you know, a lot of times we get asked like, you know, 60 days, like, is that, is that enough time to, to make meaningful progress? And the truth is like, it, it's a tremendous amount of time when you break down 60 days, you know, the time to build some great habits, start drinking more water, eating more protein, just moving more, just getting everything kickstarted. It's absolutely amazing like but the thing is a lot of times people will sign up for like a a quick you know quick fix program and that's what josh and myself are like very against like we want to set you up for success so like after these 60 days you know if you decide to continue with us which a lot of people do regardless of that we want to set you up so you see success for the rest of your life like i don't want you to lose 15 pounds from 60 days and then gain 20 back. Like we've always said, you know, there's a, there's not a weight loss problem. There's a weight regain problem. So pretty much everything that we incorporate is just all about lifestyle habits, like making it fit. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that if you're listening to other podcasts or you have a coach out there that just doesn't focus on this, you gotta, you know, reassess what you're looking at. So yeah, huge shout out to Yong. He's still dieting. He's still losing a couple pounds um, here and there after this uh, 60 day challenge. And, you know, he's only got some other big things to come. There we go. All right, let's jump right into questions. So um, I think you put a lot of these in. Yeah. So, so yeah, a lot of times I just honestly get questions from, you know, midweek check-ins or sorry, uh, regular check-ins every week. Just toss them in here. Um, but basically, if you do ever have any questions for us, we've been getting quite a few on Instagram as well. Once again, just shoot us a message. If there's something that, you know, you feel like you you just want answered that, um, you know, we've done over 200 episodes. We might redirect you to that episode if we can even find it. Sometimes we forget, forget what we filmed, but if not, we'll for sure ask it. It may not be this week. It may not be the next, but we've got a big list uh, in front of us. So um, one of my clients had said, do you have any meal or food suggestions? I don't have time to make food for lunch or dinner. I'm looking to prep stuff in advance. So he's, I, I do believe he's on the road a lot and he's just like not a hundred percent sure like what to do. Um, and he just wants like, you know, lunch meals or like whatever it is. So he's just asking for some food suggestions. So for me, like it's tough cause you know, we, we always eat out for lunch. Like we just, it's our thing. We eat super healthy. We have a shawarma, we have a burrito bowl. Um, you know, we, we find a way to make it work and that's why our system does end up working. But you know, if you don't have time to be able to sit and make a good decision, one of the things that I've always done, cause I did a lot of personal training where I drive like back and forth and to, you know, house to house, condo to condo and, you know, not with no microwave and stuff like that is for like my lunch and just for my daily snacks, I would just try to like think about just bringing some decent amount of uh, a decent amount of snacks. 
Um, and this isn't going to work for everyone, but usually I would just try to focus on, okay, what can I snack on while I'm driving without any time? Um, that's a protein source. So I'd usually just keep in my car, you know, or my lunch bag, two protein bars, and then that works and, and, and does the trick. Then I'd focus on like a fat source, something that's just like pretty decent, healthy, that does something, you know, good for my body. And I'd usually have like some almonds or cashews. And then I'd also go for like a nice, healthy, solid carb source. So I would kind of keep a banana, an apple, and maybe a peach or something. So for, for, for me there, that usually works well because I'd have one big smoothie for breakfast. Then moving into the day, I'd kind of just, you know, in between drives or in between clients or whatever, I'd just kind of, you know, munch on this stuff. And then I would have a nice hearty, you know, solid, healthy, protein-based dinner. And that's what works best for me. However, I know some people like to meal prep. I know maybe Josh would probably, you know, do some more meal prepping. I know he likes to kind of do his, his prep on Sunday and, and figure out a way that works best for him. But, you know, there's so many different ways, right? Yeah, and even it goes a really long way, especially if you're on the road and you don't mind eating out, you know, finding what foods you can eat out, you know, as long as it's not an issue in terms of calories or money. But, you know, things like Chipotle are kind of my go-tos or, you know, certain restaurants will have certain foods that are more macro-friendly. And, you know, if you can eat out and find like a hearty, you know, healthy food and it's just more realistic to your schedule, in my opinion, it's better to be honest with yourself and say, hey, this is what's going to work. This is what I can sustainably do. Then, you know, try to pack and prep if that's not something you're going to do. And you find you're just going to eat out and eat something bad anyway. So really planning ahead is the best way to go about it. And of course, there's a million different meals and things you could try. But, um, you know, even at the end of the day, I used to do a lot of like peanut butter and bread uh, when I had a lot of calories. Obviously, well, it's not good. the most protein dense, but you could really go nice and simple and then look for alternatives to the protein, especially if you're on a budget. You know, you could always cook up a bunch of rice, you know, do some protein powder. Like there's different ways to go about it. It just truly has to be, you know, specific and beneficial to your situation. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, especially for this individual, he, he said he could stop at a gas station and warm stuff up. But I'm like, at the end of the day, to me, that's a little inconvenient. And I, I personally wouldn't do it myself. So I want to try to give advice for, you know, just looking at and be, pretending I'm in his shoes. That's what I do with all my clients. And, you know, Josh had some great advice there. And, you know, he brought up a good point of even, you know, uh, bread and peanut butter and, and, and jam or whatever it is. And, you know, you could even go for like the pasta route, like a nice cold pasta where you keep it in your lunch bag, you know, obviously making sure you're getting some good protein in there is good but you know even sandwiches I feel like those are one of the best things like you know one thing about our program is yes we are allowed carbs and that's something a lot of people like don't allow in their coaching programs they're like no carbs so um, you're gonna be surprised when we say yeah you can have sandwiches but like you toss some turkey with some decent you know veggies in there and, and a couple slices of bread like that's a great lunch right there um, but there's so many different options the biggest thing is just prepare in advance and just uh, you know try to enjoy somewhat what you're eating because if every day you're dreading it and it's, and it's cold chicken with crappy rice and, and and broccoli that doesn't taste good it's just I don't think you're going to stick to it you're going to dread eating that meal prep every single day awesome okay so next up out of the mailbag here is how can I build my push-up strength I do curtsy push-ups and one of my goals is to do 10 regular push-ups so I think this is awesome. I mean, maybe we'll extend this. I'll do push-up, Kyle, I'll do chin-up, uh, because those are two we you know, commonly get asked, how can we do more of these? How can we improve it? So you'll see a lot going around about push-up challenges and you know how to do 100 push-ups in 30 days or something like that. And once again, things like that are a good start. You know, Obviously, if you want to improve your strength in something, you do want to work on volume of it, right? You want to get that muscle better under the tension for the duration of time. In 
improve the volume and therefore improving the strength. So a good way to improve your push-ups is to do more volume, to do push-ups more often, and to do more alternatives. You know, you can utilize things like pike push-ups, incline push-ups, decline push-ups to build different areas of the chest and really build strength in the movement. But of course, nothing will really, you know, make up for doing push-ups themselves. Now, am I a fan of doing it every day? Not necessarily. It's not that it'll kill you. I just don't think it needs to be done every day. You know, just add it to your upper body day, add in some extra volume if you really wanted to focus on them. You know, perhaps at the end of both of your upper body days, you could go tell like, you know, I like doing one set of yay amount of reps and then doing it, well, not one set, but doing it as many sets as it takes. So at the end, sometimes I'll program push up 100 reps with no sets and you just got to keep going at it. If you got to do 100, you know, sets of one to get it, so be it. But normally I wouldn't program that if you can't do that many of them. But, you know, for me, it'll look something like I'll maybe do 30, 30, you know, 20, and then maybe like 10, 10 or something, who knows. Um, but, you know, I try to make it kind of nice and fun and split it up that way and I can push in volume from that and that can really build uh, up my push-ups as well and then past that you have to look you know is your form and technique correct sometimes you know changing your arm positioning and you know maximizing your chest involvement tricep involvement can either you know help or hurt you so it's something to keep in mind and then lastly you know do some dips really build up your triceps because they're an important mover in that movement yeah and and 100% agree with that and even past that just like similar to bringing up your deadlift like you know, you want to try to maybe find some weak points or just break down the movement a little bit more. And um, one of my favorite things has been to uh, include incline push-ups. I know Josh already said that, but you know, if you're someone that just struggles doing a regular push-up, but in, and you set up a bar like in the gym and then start it super high, and then each week try to bring that bar lower. Or if at your house, you know, and you want to use your couch or like a stool or something like that, like it's gonna the more you're able to do of those reps, uh, the better you're gonna be able to get moving down and towards the ground. And um, eccentric push-ups as well has been one of my favorites so pretty much that's where you you know if you're not able to do the push-ups you just pretty much focus on controlling uh, getting some tension on the way down like counting five four three allowing your chest and your stomach to hit the ground and then pulling yourself all the way up using your body weight and you do like eight of those or a couple like three sets of eight or something like that and just creating some solid tension and over time you definitely will get way better at push-ups and this brings us over to the whole um, chin up and pull up aspect. I know you said you want to address that, right? Um, to get better at those. Yeah, hit it up. Yeah, so we have a great video. I'm just gonna, you know, link it down below. It's just pretty much uh, different ways to break down the chin up and pull up um, to be able to do them. And I think one of the biggest issues is for this, like a lot of times, people just they they keep trying to get better at it, but they jump on the bar and they just keep trying to rep it out. And like I feel like you know it, it, you will get there, but I think you'll get there a little bit slower. But if you actually break down the movement, similar to what I was talking about for the for the push up um, there's a bunch of different things like building up your grip grip and back strength from doing dead hangs um, from doing uh, eccentric um, you know chin-ups where you're you're focused on controlling yourself for five to ten seconds on the way down allowing your feet to hit the ground and then pulling all the way back up like you're gonna have to fight the entire time your back's gonna get so much stronger your grip your biceps um, and then even just an isometric hold at the top where you're holding I did them today actually and they're gnarly for about 30 seconds at the top with your chin above the bar that's gonna build some tremendous back strength and it's you're gonna keep getting better and better at them um, even adding a band underneath your foot or your knee um, the chin-up or pull up machine at the gym where you can kind of like keep increasing the weight and then obviously just building your back strength doing lap pull downs doing rows doing just all these solid regular movements over time you will get there um, but these are my favorite things for helping someone just become better at pull ups or chin ups yeah we have an awesome video kind of breaking this down and breaking down the steps of the movement of a pull up to kind of get you to there on our youtube we'll put in the show notes 
So lately we've been, you know, I know Kyle just said that, but uh, lately we've been trying to link, you know, the show notes the best we can uh, with, you know, all the resources we talk about so it's easy to find. I know the formatting is really weird on Spotify for whatever reason. It just like kind of uh, like shoves it all in there, (laughs) but you can still see the link. So, you know, if you want to find that, that's probably the best way to go about it. Also, if you haven't joined our private Facebook group for the podcast, make sure you jump in there as well. Uh, That's a good time. Definitely a lot going on in there. So you're going to not want to miss out on that. Uh, anything to add there before the next question? No, no, those are good ones. I like, I like it. We got a good mixture of, you know, nutrition ones. We got a good mixture of, of workout ones. Uh, these are some good questions. I feel like lots of people can benefit. All right. What's next? Um, we got another question. Um, basically, this was from my client, Courtney. Um, basically, she had asked, she said, I'm having a hard time hitting my calories. Uh, do you recommend skipping breakfast to get them down? So, you know, to give you some backstory, I have her on about, you know, somewhere around 1500 calories. And, you know, every time um, just that number has kind of been daunting or she's like, oh, you know, uh, and just finds herself kind of wanting to go over. So she'd ask like, you know, do you think I should skip breakfast? Do you think like having, you know, the, those three to 400 calories I usually have in breakfast, having them later on um, would benefit me. And I'm kind of curious as Josh, uh, his thoughts, because I know he did try the, the whole fasting thing for a week or two. Um, Didn't and you do it too? I, I, I tried it as well. Um, so I guess I could talk about it as well. <laughs> like, for me, uh, I guess I can start. Um, it's it's like it's hard to say, you know. I, I I personally didn't love the whole fasting aspect. I I thought it was cool. I didn't really get like mental, you know. I I didn't. I don't think I did it long enough to get the whole mental benefits. Um, but I don't believe. Like I do actually think though that the one the one great thing that came from it is that I was wanting to like eat less calories because usually I have about a 500 calorie smoothie. I learned that I didn't need that for breakfast. Um, I was able to wait until 12 o'clock to have my lunch. You know, that would be about 800 to 1000 calories. And then, you know, of course I'm on way more calories than the average person who's trying to lose weight. I'm on like 2,800. I'm more maintaining just to give you some back, some background. Um, but I found myself needing to find different foods, um, like later on to try to hit those calories. I was like, just trying to find different things. Um, so that's just my personal experience. Just skipping breakfast for me, you know, for a couple of weeks was pretty good. Um, I didn't lose weight. That's not what my goal was, but I was like, man, I need to try to fill my, fill myself up. But it's like, it's hard to say, because I do know though, that sometimes you just get so hungry that after that fasting period, you end up wanting to eat anything and everything and just grabbing a bunch of random things. I think it's a very situational, um, you know, question, depending on like the type of person you are, there are, you know, possibilities that it'll help you just eat less calories. That's the one benefit of, of, of fasting as well. But at the end of the day, like whatever just works best for you. Like if you wake up just freaking so starving and hungry and, you know, just having that, that nice little smoothie, like, or, or, or oatmeal, um, which she usually has is going to satisfy you, you know, for the entire day for work, like that may be the best thing. So uh, I don't really have a full answer. Um, and this is what, you know, we've been trying to figure out, uh, back and forth with her, but you know, at the end of the day, if you, just find different ways to satiate yourself, you know, just making sure you're getting lots of veggies, you know, you're hitting all those protein things, you know, you're having sparkling water or whatever it is to try to fill yourself up and curve hunger. Um, I do believe you'll, you'll still succeed and, and be good to go. Yeah. I find when you're not able to hit your calories, you really have to ask yourself why, 
you know, what's going on there? Are you bored? Are you not, you know, doing enough? Is there a particular time you struggle? Is it because there's foods in the house? You know, there's some qualifying questions I would go through first Mm -hmm. um, before, you know, looking for abstract solutions. So, you know, really, you know, take some time to look at that. Are you eating the healthiest you can? Are you hitting your protein? Because protein is so important, you know, for satisfaction. Like if you're overeating a lot, just try eating more protein, eating more vegetables. You'll feel a lot more full and you'll feel like you're craving a lot less. When you eat like less dense foods or you eat out like too, too much, you're going to want to eat more and it's easier to consume more. You know, every time we say or someone says, oh, you've done a 10,000 calorie challenge, it'd be so easy. I would just go to my favorite restaurant and do it, you know, because that's exactly it. When you go out, it's easy to consume a lot more than you would at home. And, you know, it's different. So ask yourself, yeah, like, you know, am I eating healthy enough? Am I getting enough protein? Am I getting enough vegetables in my diet? Um, is there food in my house I shouldn't be keeping here? Am I just getting bored? Am I finishing my calories too early in the day? Um, do I need to? And then after that, you can start saying, okay, should I change how many meals I'm eating? Maybe you're doing three meals. Maybe you try five to split it up. Maybe you start changing eating windows. You know, maybe you start eating a little later or you finish eating a little earlier. You know, I find finishing earlier is one of the easier things. Uh, it's kind of nice to say, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm cutting myself off and calling it there. Uh, skipping breakfast can be tough, you know, especially when you want to work out and yeah you know even to the point i think i've said it a little bit on the podcast but you know i thought it was okay but as i assumed it would be it was pretty oversold when my clients even asked me about it and you know like once again people really are it's just it would be easier if there was a quick fix and you just you know switch this one thing and it was all easy and all handed to you but unfortunately it's just not the reality and a lot of the time you know you got to look past that and you have to really analyze kind of what's going on and find the best path for you for some people fasting is the best um you know for me i just find eating really good foods eating healthy you know spreading it out and trying to eat as healthy as i can makes it pretty easy to hit my calories and then lastly you need if you want to hit your calories you actually have to want to hit your calories you can't have it in your head that you might hit your calories or maybe you will like it needs to be like this is what i will do it's non-negotiable otherwise if you're flip-flopping you just will never hit it and you'll constantly find a convenient excuse to not kind of get that done those are those are some great tips i love i love everything you mentioned and you know even uh, courtney and i had both agreed like a lot of it does come down to like the psychology and just the mindset like you know a lot of us just growing up we want to kind of rebel to a certain thing and when you see like a specific number you're it's it's a lot of times it's not because you're you're starving or like the truth is it's just because you when you're told to hit a certain amount you're like oh you know oh wow i can't do that but um it's just funny how our minds work too so a lot of it just comes down to also trying to restructure your mindset and try not to fixate on these like specific numbers too much and just you know even eating more for energy and more for fuel and like josh said like just more veggies and more hearty solid protein sources and usually you'll be pretty good to go but you know at the end of the day we've always said like you know our goal isn't to you know make someone starving and this isn't the case at all but there is going to be some type of hunger um throughout a diet if you're if you're in that deficit your body's wanting to eat more um you're you're not gonna like if every single day you're just like you know feeling like a million bucks and you're losing all this weight like you know that may only last a certain amount of time but there will be a little bit of hunger and sometimes you just kind of have to get a bit uncomfortable and push past and drink more water and just you know there's so many different strategies we've talked about over and over on this podcast so um let's see we've got a number of questions here um i got another question basically uh from a client she said um you know uh essentially she's been working out in the gym you know super hard um everything's been going really well but she saw someone make a post um and this person was i believe some type of miss olympia you know some really high up public figure and she said um 
I'm, I'm paraphrasing this one because I don't have it exactly in front of me. Uh, this was sent through a video um, check-in, but she said, hey, you know, um, this Miss Olympia or whoever she has said that at a certain point, you start your cortisol starts to get elevated when you work out longer than an hour. So you should stop pretty much like never go past that. Um, anyways, there's just a bunch of nonsense to, 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 to make. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because like, not that other people are going to be wondering this, but there's a lot of stuff out there, um, that, you know, this question, I'm like, man, like what, what, what is going on? You know, like this person is out there with like a big Instagram following saying like, you know, you, you can only stay in the gym for like one hour and that's it. And like, I see where like, okay, they're, they're coming from, they're thinking, oh, you know, at a certain point, you know, overworking, you know, is, is going to be something that is is going to be you know not as beneficial but you really have to question like what am i what am i watching and what am i listening to like this i was like and now she's starting to think like oh i'm doing too much meanwhile she's working out at home she's just doing three at home workouts and you know a little bit of pilates and then the extra workout is like cardio like not at all so just you know a, a good message for all of you is there's a lot of stuff out there like definitely staying in the gym longer is not going to be you know increasing your stress like it's definitely not going to be the most beneficial going like past two or three hours but you know doing an hour-long workout and then 30 minutes of cardio because now there's people thinking that is not going to be you know detrimental at all detrimental at all and you have to really focus on where the source is coming from this person's probably on roids and just really doesn't know what they're saying um so yeah this was just a, an interesting thought i kind of wanted to share with everyone yeah you have to be really careful who you listen to and you know once again it's completely okay consume all the information you can but really question it and you know, a lot of the times, not saying it's everyone, but, you know, for instance, some of these Instagram influencers who are blessed with some amazing genetics or, you know, these girls got like a huge butt or something, right? Like, and, you know, they have these really naturally set curves. I'm not saying they don't work hard and that they haven't worked hard to get what they got. And they could be very, you know, educational and very good. But um, you have to question, you know, like, is this someone who's worked with a lot of people who is actually listening to science or someone who just, you know, kind of stepped or stumbled upon where they are now and they're trying to you know kind of project their way is the only way when they haven't worked with you know hundreds of individuals such as myself and kyle or you know any other really respectable influencer out there like as we said before you know we've seen it all we've seen the inside of influencers some are really good some unfortunately are not the best and you know it's the equivalent to like you know if you wanted to make more money listening to someone who is a billionaire right and saying oh they're a billionaire so they know what they're doing but meanwhile they inherited all their money and they've never worked a day in their life right like you have to really kind of question that so just the same you know with influencers and you know right away that's been that's such old you know there's some things that are really old like misconceptions of like the broy kind of bodybuild community that just have been overlooked at this point you know like the whole cortisol being set in like cortisol is something that it's a body's natural response obviously to stress and exercise and it will happen to a degree and this hour window used to be a thing where it's like don't go over an hour but you know now new science has kind of shown that the effects of it are minimal it really isn't the end of the world as long as you're balancing it with an effective recovery um, you know if you're actually taking care of yourself eating well getting sleep you'll be completely fine in that you know more volume that you can withstand is actually very beneficial official so you know it's it's a tough one for sure but really be careful because i've heard some really funny things from people that are you know quote unquote pros or something like that and a lot of these people have coaches themselves and they don't really know what they're doing they do a meal plan they do a workout routine they look amazing they use a great genetics they pump up with some steroids and you know then they try to coach themselves and you know often that doesn't go over well yeah no that's some that's some great advice 100 percent. what was the thing you said about writing a book Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So for sure, um, yeah, I was I, I started basically listening to, or reading a couple books from uh, um, Richard 
Brunson, I think is his name. Yeah, Richard Brunson. And uh, and basically, you know, there there was a great point there. He said, you know, a lot of times people will go out there and they'll try to start writing a book from scratch. And this is a guy, first of all, who's helped literally like probably high millions of people and uh, and written many books now. But um, to to make a long story short, he said, you need to like your first step is to get out there and help people. He teaches you, you know, in some of his books how to just create, um, you know, the right approach of, of how to help people, how to help them for free, how to help them do all this stuff. He says the book is the last step. And I'm just like, man, that's so true. Like some people without even helping one person or ever doing something for anyone else, like we're at the point where we've helped over a thousand people. Like, you know, eventually we will write a book, but the point is that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just, they're, they're going right to the book. They're, they're going right out there. They haven't helped anyone else. And they're like, you know, I'm going to write my life story to help other people. Meanwhile, they're, they look great and they've only done it for themselves and they think it's going to work for everyone else. So it just drives me nuts. Um, you know, seeing this in the industry, but you know, it's, it's never going to go away and, uh, we just got to be smart about who we're following. And that's why if you want to take all the confusion out of it, really, you know, work with people who have worked with hundreds of individuals who have shown that, you know, it's not a fluke, it's a formula that we really focus on. And, you know, the reason we're so successful is we really start with the individual. We care, you know, we want to make sure it's fully custom to you. We want to cut the BS, you know, use the science and make sure it's as simple and easy and straightforward to follow as possible. So, you know, if you're ready, you want that little help, you want to be like a great, some of the greats in the world who have great coaches and, you know, great athletes and great leaders, then, you know, this is the way to do it. This is the way to really optimize your, your fitness and to take it to the next level there. So you can do that by going to our website, colossusfitness.com slash online coaching. If you Google Colossus Fitness Online Coaching, it will come up, even if you butcher the spelling, so you don't have to worry about that. So go ahead, do that. You know, Leave us a nice, detailed form inquiry, and we look forward to helping you because spots are literally just about done. Uh, myself and Kyle, we're trying to think, you know, kind of we're doing the math for how much we have left, but we're guessing you know, by the end of the month at latest, but probably a week left. So don't put it off because you don't want to say, shoot, you know, I missed my opportunity to really you know get this kickstarted and get in the best shape of my life yeah and just one last thing to add before we let you all go is i always say this especially to the people who just sign up you know um, the issue as we were talking about with other online coaches and trainers and everything is a lot of times there's so much confusion that takes place when you do sign up with some of them that you'll need another online coach or another trainer to kind of fix all that like we've told you stories of people who have reached out to us who have signed up who have had such bad experiences and my promise to you as an online coaching client is I'm going to be the last coach or Josh that you will ever need. We'll give you all the resources, all the tools, just teach you how to balance everything, live the lifestyle you want, get the results you deserve, and you will never need another coach or another trainer again. And uh, you know that, that's just my promise to you. So send over an inquiry. We're really looking forward to helping you out. You know, if you want to try us out for 60 days, we do have a better than money back guarantee. So there's absolutely no way you're going to fail within our coaching program. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you all. Woof. Peace. And as always, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We really hope we could bring enough value to help you all become fitter, healthier, and happier within your fitness journey and lifestyle. And if you could, we have an amazing goal right now of 200 reviews on iTunes so more people can discover this show. And it would mean the world if you could take some time to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can do that by going ahead to the App Store and downloading the podcasting app, searching Fit Healthy and Happy Podcast, clicking five stars, doing a short little write-up. And for doing that, we actually want to get some free gifts sent out to you. So in order to claim those gifts, leave that review, take a screenshot, post it to your story, and take our Instagram at Colossus Fit, C-O-L 
O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. And for being an amazing person and helping us, you know, get to this goal and sticking around during this podcast, we're going to get some absolutely 100% free stuff sent out to you. Thank you so much for listening. See you in the next episode.